Being around sports media and a fan of, oh, my NC State Wolfpack for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip have landed magic in Chicago, Michael in LA, and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former sports center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week of the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment for the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall. Legacies will change forever. New goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. I mentioned this before, but I mentioned again to celebrate football season. And to thank you all for being such a loyal listeners. We, by we, I mean I, am giving away a 65-inch television. That's right. I'm giving a 65-inch television to one of you people. All you have to do is go to cbssports.com slash pick 6 giveaway, and I will personally deliver it to your house. That, actually, that part won't actually happen. But... um it's included. Debo will include it in the episode description. That link, October twenty fifth. Go enter now. You can get a sixty five inch television just for listening to this podcast. That feels like the bare minimum that you should be rewarded with. So go get it. All right, let's talk Thursday night football and do a DFS the DFS preview of Sam Darnold and Brett Rippin with the one, the only, the legendary R.J. White. R.J. on a scale of one to ten. How excited are you for this Thursday night football game? And I would also ask you, should we, should we refrain from criticizing this Thursday game after other possibly disappointing television events earlier in the week? Like Chiefs, Chiefs Ravens. I am a 42. This is the best Thursday game of the year. This is the one that's been circled the whole year. I know some people probably circle Chiefs bills in a few weeks, but I don't see how you can't get excited for this game. Two amazing teams, two high-scoring offenses. It's going to be great. <laughs> Does Adam Gase make it to Friday? Uh Yeah, I would say it's too early to fire anyone. Um I, I'm not going to say he should make it to Friday, but but you know he shouldn't really be coaching the team at this point anyway, so. Okay. Um, would you tell anyone to bet on this game? If you're going to bet this game, if you have to bet this game, make it like your minimum bet just to, you know, just for fun. I, I mean, I really don't know how you bet this game unless like, I like, I don't think you can, cause the under is 40 or now it's 41 at William Hill. The Jets are minus one. I, I don't think you can bet on the Jets. Like I like just out of principle. I don't, I don't think you can look at this game and say, I have enough of an edge on the Jets that I'm taking the Jets and Adam Gase and Sam Darnold and Braxton Berrios. And the Jets' defense, like defensive line, I guess, hadn't been terrible, and they have some nice pieces on the offensive line. But you cannot bet on the Jets. And I think ordinarily this would be an under game, but I don't know that you can like guarantee that these teams won't score 41 points, especially when you read Kevin Seifert's article that I've referenced several times, where holding is down 60% and pass interference is up 22%. Like, There's a lot of variables we don't really understand as as gamblers that are in play right now. 
And even just because it's two bad offenses where, where there could be a lot of turnovers. There could be some short fields. There could be some pick sixes. And so all you need is like one of those. And then a game that was going to go under because these teams were playing to like a, uh, you know, 1917 type of game goes over. So, um, it's kind of interesting to see that the market, it was at 40 and the market bedded up to 41. Um, because I think they're more anticipating so the offenses to be so bad that it actually helps the scoring because it just sets up with short fields and you're going to get a little more, um, you know, turnovers and that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, you're like, if you take the under 40, you're betting that there won't be a stupid Sam Darnold pick six or that Brett Rippon won't fumble out of his own end zone. I mean, you're asking for it, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I don't want to advise anybody not to gamble, but I think this is a don't gamble situation, right? Yeah, the interesting thing is, you know, at one point it was Jets minus one and a half, and I don't like to tease totals. Cause you know, you don't get as much bang for your buck going six points on a total that's in the forties or fifties or whatever. Um, as you do with a line that's, you know, around one or four or seven. Sure. Um, but if you go to that, that, that area that, okay, these are two bad teams. They'll, they'll, you know, be in up together, but you could see points score because of these random turnovers. Why would you not tease the underdog up? Especially if you're getting one and a half, you can get it over seven and a half and then the total down. So you're taking the over. Instead of 41 or 40, you're taking it at, at, uh, 34, 35. 34, 35 is extremely low, even for bad teams. And you got to figure it's going to go over that. So if you have to have action on the game, maybe you tease the dog wherever you get the dog, you know, as long as it's not a pick them. In this case, it'd be Denver plus up to plus seven. And then you take the total and you take it down to, to 40 to 34. And I kind of like that a little more than going, teasing it up and taking under 47 or 46, just because like you said, these penalties are kind of out of hand at this point. So we don't know that maybe some key penalties change this game and it gets to 50 more than it gets to 32, you know? All right. Let me ask you a question about this week because I'm tired of talking about Like this game sucks. I mean, I, I, I don't look, I'm happy we have football. I hope that we don't lose any more football games. We've lost Steelers Titans for this week. I will watch Jets Broncos for the rest of time. Clockwork orange style. If I need to, to, pre- to preserve football for the rest of America, but uh, what do you think about Pete Prisco's notion that you should take every over this week and parlay it, despite the fact that the totals are as high as we've ever seen? Yeah, I think that's, you know, at some point we're going to see the, the, the yes. officials are cognizant about what's happening with penalties week in and week out. You know, they always, always get on conference calls and they say, this is what we're doing wrong, this is what we're doing right, let's, let's fix this, let's concentrate on this. So they know, you know, these, these, um, these offensive holding and pass interference numbers you're citing, they know them. So at some point it's going to correct. Um, our, our CBS sports research team said as of Tuesday morning, um, these totals are tracking to be the highest on record on average, um, going, you know, they have the data going back to 1990 and these totals at that point were almost 50 points a game. It was like 49.98 or nine, five or something like that. Uh, the previous high record was 48 and a half, somewhere around 48 and a half. You know, I don't know exactly what the number was. So you're talking about betting overs into a historically high, you know, slate. I think that that's, that's a lot to ask, especially knowing that these, these penalties will correct at some point. So I think the smarter play is to bet a bunch of unders and hope this is the week that they correct on penalties, you know? Now, if you miss, you're, I mean, like either way, if you miss, you're wrong. I mean, I think it's better to identify a couple of games. I do think it's interesting that like Broncos, we'll talk, you know, we'll talk about this in our picks podcast, which is coming up later. 
But now let's take a break. We'll come back and we'll talk D- DFS. We will do DFS. We, you will be playing the defenses and we will talk DFS. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Okay, so. And by the way, I should point out some trends. As Debo puts in great research into the rundown, as always. Uh, Brett Rippon expected to make his first career start. The last 10 quarterbacks to make their first career start in primetime are 9-1 and one straight up and 9-1 and one against the spread. The Broncos 0-3 straight up and 2-1 and one against the spread. The Jets currently 0-3 straight up and 0-3 and against the spread. The Jets, by the way, this is moved. The Broncos were favored by three points and the Jets are favored by one. The, the Jets are the public team. Maybe, maybe we're wrong about what we said before. Maybe you just hammer the Broncos because everyone is betting on Adam Gase. Maybe I, it, hopefully you guys subscribe to sports time because on Monday night I had to get in on this game and take the Jets plus three. So I gave that out as a, as a pick to everyone at Jets plus three because the move was just inevitable. The Broncos didn't know who they were starting at quarterback at that point. There's no way you can take a, that, a quarterback in that situation with two days of, of knowing he's going to start on the road on, on I mean, Monday. Justin Herbert had like 34 seconds. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. And the, uh, the defense didn't have time to prepare for him. And, you know, um, so yeah, Herbert covered that game, but I just don't, don't care. Short week on the road, prime time. I don't think you take quarterback. You mentioned the nine and one stat with first career start on, on Thursday night. I went back and looked through those games. It's a lot of situations that don't apply here. It's a lot of Jacoby Brissett getting to play with Bill Belichick in his defense. It's, uh, Deshaun Watson, who's obviously a, a you know, 18 levels above where Brett Rippon is right now. Um, it's Nick Mullins sure. who gets to play with, with Kyle Shanahan, you know, so. It's a lot of these situations where you're playing with either a, um, a great coach, you know, that schemes up something for you. Uh, you're playing with an elite defense in your back pocket um, or, you know, those type of situations. And there's none of that really applies here. So even though the Jets are ugly, I like them at plus three. I would still kind of lean that way, minus one. Um, but I don't love it, obviously, at minus one. It, it, it should be – there should be a prop bet out there where you can bet on the Jets, Broncos to score more than the Ravens and Chiefs. Like, it's unfair that there's not one of those. But there are – other props. Brett Rippon, uh, total passing touchdowns is over one and a half plus 180. His over under for passing yards is 204. That is a laughably low passing yards total. His longest completion, 32 and a half. Usually you see like 40 and a half. I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty long itself. That just implies they won't take any shot plays whatsoever. Uh, Sam Donald total passing yards, 22 or 222, 220. Seven and a half. And Braxton Berrios is your number one total receiving yards leader. Oh, no, sorry. Jameson Crowder's play. My man, Jameson Crowder, 54 and a half. Braxton Berrios, 42 and a half. Are there any props you would consider playing in this game? 
Yeah, so let's start with Rippin. Um, you know, you didn't mention the interceptions number. It's, it's, the over-under for interceptions is 0.5, which it is for a lot of these quarterbacks, and they adjust the juice. The over here is only minus 125 with the under at plus 105. I was expecting to see a lot higher. I figure Greg Williams is going to bring a lot of pressure in this matchup. That's what just what Greg Williams does. And um, especially with this young quarterback, short rest, trying to put, do his first career start, I think he's going to get eaten up there, and he's going to put the ball in danger, you know, because either it's his arm gets knocked out because his, his uh, internal clock isn't – ticking to the right the right number, or he just rushes a throw and then a, a guy jumps a route. So I think it's a pretty good bet that we're going to see an interception in this game. Minus 25 isn't much to lay. And then you go to the other side of the, the ball with Darnold. I think his best prop is going under on 34 and a half yards being his longest completion. He's only managed one of those completions this long this season. That was on a line of scrimmage past a Crowder that was for zero yards, and then he broke a couple tackles and ran, ran at 69 yards for a touchdown. So the Broncos with their injuries, they still have only given up two plays this long all year and uh that chase claypool 80 something yard touchdown he might have gotten away with a push on one of them so um even though this this broncos defense hasn't been great they have been able to stop long plays like this and jets just aren't doing it so i would look under on darnold's uh, longest completion and over on rippins then you mentioned braxton barrios um, his over-under is three and a half on receptions and 42 and a half on receiving yards. If Jamison Crowder plays, you have to hammer those unders because he didn't have a role in week one and Crowder went out and got, I think, eight catches and a hundred and something yards. Um, so if Crowder's back, you have to figure he inherits that number one role as, as Darnold's trusted weapon and Berrios is probably going to disappear. So I would look to the under on, on those two as well. Yeah. I mean, Braxton Berrios wasn't a guy until everyone else was injured or uh, ruled out for whatever reason. I would take the over on Sam Darnold rushing yards, eight and a half. I feel like this, like you just need one scramble. Now it's, it's not a likely over because it's eight and a half. I mean, like he doesn't scramble a bunch, but I think over Sam Darnold rushing yards, I don't hate. Yeah. He, he periodically, a couple of times a year, he gets to, you know, he gets above that number. He gets to 17, 20, somewhere around there, but it's not a big part of his game. It just has to be on a scramble. And, um, the, uh, the Broncos haven't allowed a lot of, a lot of that this year, but they haven't really played rushing quarterbacks. Tannehill was able to get over that number. I believe he had 17 yards on four carries or something in week one. And the other two quarterbacks didn't do any, any type of running against this defense. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of, I was a, a little hesitant to go over under there. I would probably lean to the under, but just cause he historically gets to like four or five, seven, you know, but doesn't quite get to the, to that level. But, um, what, well, what about, what about Frank Gore over rushing attempts 14 and a half? I mean, that's just a pure play on Adam Gase being an idiot. Yeah, I actually wrote this down as one to talk about. I would go over 14 and a half rush attempts. <laughs> He's topped this he two straight weeks. 21 the other day. What, what the hell is happening? He had 21 for 66 and then he had like 16, you know, two straight weeks. He's done it. Jets were getting blown out in those situations. This is a game where it could be closer. So why would he abandon the run? You know, it just makes sense that he's going to keep running it. So, um, no, you know, Bell still isn't healthy. I mean, maybe Levante Bellamy, they elevate him from the practice squad. Maybe he gets a little more work and it takes away from Gore, but Gore is like Frankenstein's monster at this point. You just can't stop him. He's just going to get the ball and get a ton of carries. Gore is Adam Gase's, you know, that Seinfeld episode where he's driving through the, where George is driving through the parking lot. Mm-hmm. George. Speaking of George, my dog George is here. It's being annoying. Uh, that, that's Frank Gore. He's like, you know what? I'm going to run Frank Gore 20 times a game. You going to stop me? I don't think so. I dare you to stop me. Come on, fire me. I dare you. You won't do you it. You going to stop me? Actually, yes, we're going to stop you. All right. I'll do it anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, all right. Let's get to DFS. Oh my goodness. What do you do in DFS in this game? Because I think you have to play both defenses and the kickers. Actually, yeah. Um, 
I think the uh, Darnold would be the captain, the, the traditional captain you go with if you're just trying to get over like the 50-50 cash line. I'm not going to trust Rippon versus what I think is going to be an attacking defense, so Darnold's the play. I don't love either running back. Um, it's been a while since Darnold's had a good game, but he has flashed in the past. He had four touchdowns in a game against Washington last year, so we know it is in there. Um, so maybe this situation just helps him out, but I do agree. Go with the defenses. My, my I'm doing a lineup with the Jets defense as my captain, hoping that you know they just attack Rippon to the point where they're getting a defensive touchdown or two, several sacks, uh, you know, several turnovers. It's only $6,000 to do them as a captain, so you can do whatever you else you want in that lineup. But if you want to go for that that high GPP total where you're going to take a lineup that nobody has, uh, my lineup right now has the Jets, you know, as captain. Broncos defense also in there. Uh, both kickers, McManus and Ficken. And then uh, then you just take one, you know, a player on either side, hoping they catch a touchdown. Minor Crowder and Fant right now. Um, so you do that. You're, you're spending like half the, the budget that they give you. And uh, you're having a lineup that a lot of people aren't going to have. This DFS slate is hilarious. I mean, your number five price player on this slate is Blake Bortles. Yeah, they do Think that with, with backup quarterbacks a lot, just in case they play. Sure, but yeah, they said he won't be, he won't come out and play. Um, Crowder is questionable. He's eighty two hundred. Is there anybody? I mean, I, I really, I really think that you should go McManus, Ficken, Jets defense, Broncos. Maybe I'm wrong. This game just goes way over. And, and there is like, I think actually, I think you know what? I'm 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 like my brain is Captain Chalk, so I think that will be the that will be the popular play because you can do whatever you want with those. And then you have fourteen hundred uh, per pop to to play with, so you can go Darnold Driscoll or uh, Darnold Gordon, Darnold Darnold Rippin, whatever you want, Darnold Bortles, Darnold Fant 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 Rippin, whatever you want to do. Is there is there a path here where this is a shootout? I mean, like should should people who are playing DFS consider the path where there is a shootout and go just total oppo of what might be the norm? I think that it's hard to see both these teams having success offensively just because of what we've seen this year. But if you do want to go the contrarian play, you take one of them. You stack, um, you say, hey, Rippon knows what he's doing. You know, Chris Rapasso loved Rippon, um, in 2019 coming in the draft. He had, we do a, a breakdown of quarterback skills and he had Rippon, you know, right there with, <clears throat> with several of the big quarterbacks and a lot of these, um, these skills. So if you do like Rippon and you think he's going to come out and have a good game, go ahead and stack Rippon and Fant and Judy together with, uh, you know, Broncos kicker and the Broncos defense. And then, you know, you're not looking for much from the Jets or you flip it the other way. You stack, put Darnold at court, uh, captain, stack him with Crowder and Herndon and the Jets defense and, you know, the Jets kicker, you take it that way. So I think you're really not looking to, to go for the kind of thing you were with the Ravens Chiefs trying to get players on both sides. You can attack one of these offenses, hope they have a good game like that um, Dolphins-Jaguars game we saw. We just kind of took the wrong offense there. We thought the Jaguars, let's stack that one. Yeah. If you stack the Dolphins, you had a really good game with Fitzpatrick at your, as your captain. Yeah, if you included Minshew in your DFS lineup, you were dead off off the bat. And we, you know, I mean, look, that's how it works. I would guess nobody, nobody – Takes Rippin. So I think you, you, you make Rippin your captain. He has a good game. He hits Fant for like three long plays and Jerry Judy. I mean, all of a sudden you got a little, some cooking. All right. Anything else you want to add to this stew of a game? Can't wait for it. Love it. It's, it's football. It's October. You know, it's not going to complain about it. I don't care what I said. I won't complain about football. And, and you know what? It's Thursday night football. It's not like we're not used to having terrible games. You know, we've all got to watch Titans, Jaguars and color rush uniforms every single year for, you know, four years. Oh, straight. the Jets, Bills. Ugh. Yeah, the Jets, Jets Bills, Bills is always rush? a bad it's one. Like um, Christmas so, yeah. one. And, and by the way, let's not pretend like Monday night was a fun game. That game stunk. <laughs> 
Lamar Jackson was awful. Yeah, it was a, it did not live up to uh, expectations, unfortunately. But, you know, that's the way it goes with some of these games. All right, go bet the prop. More points in Jets, Broncos. <laughs> no, no, don't bet this. But Jets, Broncos, more points than uh, Ravens and Chiefs. Or maybe more points than just the Ravens. RJ White, always a pleasure, buddy. New CBS Monday. NCIS is back. We need all hands on deck. So grab your gear. NCIS! And join our elite team. What about the charges? Murder. New cases to be solved. Double tap to the chest. Same caliber as the murder weapon. And new criminals to catch. That's the bomb maker. Where's the bomb? A new NCIS. Monday, 9, 8 central. On CBS. And streaming on Paramount+. Plus.